With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the second playoff edition of the 2018 True Blue LA podcast. I'm Jacob Birch, Eric Steven. We've seen two games. I, you and I were talking very briefly before the show. Two of the least stressful Dodger playoff games that I can remember. Yeah, they're, uh, so we're recording on a Saturday, two days after we recorded uh, the NLDS opener, and the Dodgers have allowed the same number of runs as they did the last time <laughs> we recorded. Um, so, yeah, two shutouts. Uh Start order than expected on the starting pitchers, but it worked out swimmingly, I would say. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, you can't really ask for much more than that. Uh, mm-hmm. They're yeah. they're up to nothing. Uh, look pretty good. They've hit home runs, uh, and yeah, it's uh, heading back to Atlanta. And oh yeah, Walker Bueller's on the mound for Game Three. So <laughs> uh, looking, they're looking pretty strong in this series right now. Yeah, they they scored in the first inning both games. They I know the runner reached third in the night at the very end of the game last night. Has a brave reached third other than that? That is a good question. I don't um, think so. <laughs> I, uh, Acuna, you mentioned last night, right? No mm-hmm. one did last night after Acuna. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Wow, I didn't even think about it in those terms. <laughs> that's kind of crazy. And that's, so he, yeah. So I notoriously try to. I tend to have yeah. a hard time watching playoff games. I watched almost all of the last two games. I had to step out for a second, but I was still following along the whole time on my phone. And then they score. They uh, score early. Uh, the pitchers look locked in, and there's never a moment where like, oh gosh, what's going to happen? So this is just yeah, I I enjoyed it thoroughly. More more of this, please. Good lord! Uh, not only did has no no brave reached third other than Acuna, but against Ryu they only reached second twice. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was in the fifth and the ninth inning uh, in that game. Uh, I mean, I guess the last part was against um, uh, Alex Wood, but uh, yeah. So the <laughs> the Braves have not been in scoring position uh, this entire series. <laughs> I didn't even think about that's like it's insane. Like, uh, well, so we the the thing about like Kershaw, right? The like current Kershaw is like um, he's like look from a it's these have to be like sort of couched in relative terms. He's still like excellent major league starter. He's he's not um, super Kershaw or whatever like like he used to be, right? Well, but appro- he, appropriately, like, the transition that he's trying to make is the transition that. I think most famously Greg Maddox made, and had he been allowed to pitch the ninth, he might have had himself a Greg Maddox game. Um, a Maddox, right? Exactly. <laughs> but uh, what I would say so. But the thing with Kershaw now is like he'll give up home runs. Last last postseason, he gave up a eight, which was a record. Uh, he pit, he had four starts and a relief appearance, but um, you know, for the most part, they didn't hurt. I, the the one in Game Five of the World Series was a crusher, and it probably haunt him forever but um you know but uh just in general they're they're generally like solo home runs they are um uh, oftentimes early in the count sometimes first pitch uh when a team tries to like ambush him on a first pitch fastball um and it just it just happened that happens we've seen that a lot like this year last year um and so right away Acuna uh, took the first pitch of game two and Acuna's great by the way he's like hasn't done much in a series because no brave has but like super fun to watch so um uh really happy that he gets a national stage uh but yeah he started the game with a double and all you're thinking like you know after the previous night where they were up early um four nothing or one nothing in the first and four nothing soon after uh you know you thought oh the braves are gonna might score first here they look pretty Pretty good uh, shape, and then they got Acuna to third with one out. Kershaw got the infield in grounder to hold him, and then got uh, struck out. Uh, was it Nick Marcakis at that point? Yeah, to get out of the inning, and that was like his most uh, stressful point of the night because like they just didn't do anything after that. Um, so that's that's sort of like this. Uh, um, you know, Kershaw was magnificent. We talked about like teams. You know, we've we've seen this uh, with great pitchers in the past, like who hang around the strike zone. Like the teams try to like swing early as to try to not get into bad counts, but sometimes it works against them because like Kershaw was like had excellent command last night. He was throwing the strike after strike, and um, all the Braves were doing was just kept hitting ground balls. Like he had he got twelve ground ball outs last night. He, he struck out only three. But, like, the Braves were just on first or second pitch hitting, like, uh, ground outs. And, like, he was through uh, he was through the sixth inning in, I think, uh, 
it was like 60 pitches, I think. Uh, and then like he was, it was only 85 pitches through eight. And so there was, like you were saying, there's a chance like he could have, uh, you know, he could have pitched the ninth. Kenley Jansen was warming up uh, in the, in the top or the bottom of the eighth. And um, uh, when Kershaw, like when the ninth inning started, Kershaw went out of the mound. It was a little bit of a surprise. because I was thinking they're just going to bring Kenley in here. But they didn't, and then so the crowd, are, of course, going nuts. Uh, but it was just a ruse uh, to get the Braves to sort of alter their their plan. It had Lucas Duda or any other left-handed hitter been up, Kershaw would have been allowed to face him. Uh, Robert said, but once the Braves pinch hit for Lucas Duda, that was it, and it was sort of a ploy. Um, and then they ended up burning Tyler Flowers as a result because they pinch hit another lefty. Uh, for him to face Jansen, but Jansen uh, got out of the inning unscathed. So, yeah, but so Robert's going to a hearty boo, but Kershaw got a really nice ovation by going off the mound. It was, it's like a weird, like, like a nice moment out of that. Even though Roberts was like lustily booed after, as he went back to the dugout. But uh, yeah, it was, um, it was Kershaw's best playoff start ever. Like he's never, mm-hmm. never pitched into the eighth before. Uh, so that was something and it was like, it was great. Like it was after, after they did the switcheroo with game, game two and game uh, one. So there was all that sort of, uh, built into it. So it made for like a really, uh, really kind of fun sort of week. And we've hinted at it before, but game one, I'm sure all of our listeners are aware, but we should just make sure we touch base just how great Ryu was. Oh man. Yeah. So like, like Ryu, like, um, it's not, it can't be like, uh, um, you know, overstated. He, he had a 197 ERA in 15 starts in the regular season. So like he was really good. And then like we talked to you about he, at Dodger Shady, he was excellent. Uh, his, he, uh, he, he pitched seven scoreless on, um, in game one, he had eight strikeouts. Um, so, like on the year in 10 starts at Dodger Stadium, his ERA is 102, um, <laughs> 68 strikeouts and six walks. So like, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like 10, 10 starts, six of them have been scoreless. Uh, so he was great. It's, it's, it's like a great thing for Ryu because all the stuff that he's been through, like he was, a, he was a big game pitcher for them in 2013, 2014, his first two years. And then, just sort of wiped out by, you know, the shoulder injury. He had surgery in 2015. It wiped him out for that year and like half of the next. And then when he came back, he made one start, but then he had like elbow problems. Uh, And then so he had uh, surgery after the year to correct that. And so one start in two years. He had a decent bounce back last year, but they left him off the playoff roster because he was sort of the fifth starter, the one on the outside looking in. And that was sort of tough for him. But what a rebound, man. He's fully removed from the surgeries. He looks – he's, like, very sharp uh, this year. It's been amazing. So it's a really nice, like, sort of redemption story a little bit. And, uh, yeah, so he was he was excellent. And, you know, like, it's only two games. And, like, the old, old underlying theme is, like, you know, it's still a little bit controversial that the Dodgers sort of made, made the move to, like, go from Kershaw in game one as we all sort of expected uh but right now just the immediate results it sure looks like Dave Roberts made the right choice like uh uh pitching both of those guys on five days rest and 
look, the proof's in the pudding. They haven't given up a run yet, so looking pretty good so far. On the other side of things, the Dodgers' offense, especially in Game 1, looked like prime Dodgers offense. Like, take pitch, take pitch, take just walk, 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 hit home run. Yeah, and well, and like no one personifies hit, hitting home runs and walking more than Max Muncy. <laughs> yep. So he, he, he like sort of, uh, you know, a lot of, I think Justin Turner said it, a few other people said it, but he just controls the strike zone very well. And like what a, you know, there's no better story this year on the Dodgers than Max Muncy, uh, or no bigger surprise either. But yeah, three-run homer in game one. Also walked three times, so... Um, just, and, oh, and he stole a base. I, like, I, I guess this was, I think it was a double steal if I, if I remember correctly, uh, later in the game, but like, uh, this will, it puts him near and dear to my heart because there was all these stats floating around, like, uh, these players in the postseason are the ones who hit a home run and had, and three walks in the same game. And one, there's like just a very small handful. One of them was Eddie Murray, which is my favorite player. And um, but and then the only the only one besides Muncie to also have a stolen base was Eddie Murray. So I was like, <laughs> all right, two peas in a pod. That's great. <laughs> but yeah, so they they hit home runs even in game two. Um, uh, Manny Machado he had a bad game one. Uh, he was oh, oh he had three strikeouts and a hit into a double play in his four at bats. So like you know it was a bad game. But uh, it was funny because after the game, I think Pedro Mora talked to him. I didn't. It, postseason is weird because. There's like MLB regulated stuff that's in the interview room. Um, and that's like usually the night's starting pitcher, the manager, and one or two players from the team. And then it goes for both teams. So, like, these are like there's stenographer, there's people uh, keeping track of this. But then there's also at the same time clubhouse access. And so those players aren't going to be in the clubhouse. So you, you sort of pick your poison, which one you're going to. Uh, uh, and so I was in the clubhouse uh, for uh, after game one and just trying to get some other perspectives. And um, it just sort of sort of works out that way. But, yeah, like uh, Machado said, uh, his quote was like, pitchers got to eat, too. And I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> and, then, and then then he homered in game two. Um, but, yeah, it was funny because he homered against Anibal Sanchez. And, like, uh, he has four – he's eight for 17 – with four home runs against Sanchez. So it was a nice little matchup uh, that worked out well. And then Grandal added one too. So it's nice because he's Grandal is like healthy and not injured, not battling anything right now. We've seen that in the past where he kind of gets worn down in the end uh, later in the season or, or um, you know, slumps after last year when he only started two postseason games, uh, he is uh, locked and loaded and he's, I would imagine he's going to start just about every game for the Dodgers in the postseason. So looking good. Um, I mean, it's you know, look, it, it, it's hard to it's hard to poke holes in a team that's hasn't given up a run, and it's they're up nine nothing in the series right now. So moving on to Game Three. Uh, so we're recording this Saturday uh, afternoon. Afternoon morning. Yeah. Uh, we'll have that up uh, to y'all tonight. Uh, Dodgers play tomorrow Sunday. Walker Bueller going for the Dodgers. It's a hard not to feel equally as confident going into game three as it we have been in games one and two. Absolutely. Like, you know, Bueller, uh, like you said, as well as Ryu and Kershaw are, are have been pitching, um, you know, Bueller has been their best pitcher, like since the all-star break, I think uh, he has the best stuff on the staff for sure. 
Uh, this will be his first playoff start, so there's getting all that out of the way, that kind of a thing. But um, all, like it, you're, it, there's never a point where, I, like at least that I've seen, where I, I'm going to be sitting there and going, man, um, I'm really worried about Walker Bueller's confidence in this situation. <laughs> like he's He is a confident young man, and rightfully so. Um, so, yeah, it, it, the Dodgers are in good shape to potentially uh, sweep. Um, and, like, uh, the Braves are going to go with uh, Kevin Gaussman. Um, there's some, there was some talk about maybe, like, Sean Newcomb. He pitched in relief in game one uh, just uh, briefly uh, because uh, Mike fulton had to leave early because he was bad. Um, so, but there's talk about him possibly starting. But if he doesn't, it's all righties this year, this series. So the Dodgers have stuck to their sort of platoony lineup. Uh, and so that means like uh, Matt Kemp and Chris Taylor uh, and Brian Dozier haven't started at all. Um, you know, it, it's happened. So like, it'll be interesting to see if they do face a lot of righties, um, like how they sort of navigate that and get those guys sort of mixed in. Cause you might see an off start here and there uh, if it continues, but I think as long as they're winning, I don't think they're going to change much. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's sort of where we're at. And it's interesting. They, they, you know, the Dodgers played their first two at home. Um, there's a very real possibility that they, their next home game will be uh, 10 days after their last one um, because uh, the Brewers are up two nothing on the Rockies in the other NLDS, and the Rockies similarly haven't had, uh, like the Braves have not done well offensively. Uh, they've scored two runs in that series total, um, and but they're going to Coors Field, so things could change in a heartbeat. But if the Brewers sweep, uh, or I mean they could just or if they just win the series, um, the Brewers would have home field against the Dodgers. If the Rockies come back and win, the Rock the Dodgers would have home field, so they would open the NLCS. This is all making a lot of assumptions, you know, knock on however many uh, pieces of wood you feel necessary. But uh, the basically the Dodgers are playing and they, they're guaranteed to play at least one more home game. It's either Wednesday game five against the Braves, uh, Friday game one against the Rockies, or Monday the fifteenth uh, game three against the Brewers. So. Uh, yeah, it's uh, there's more baseball to be had at Dodger Stadium, so that's that's a that's a good thing, I think. You mentioned uh, Kevin Gosman going for the Braves has been really good for the Braves in kind of iffy and average. Uh, if we include the his starts with the Orioles, anything else we should know about him going in? Assuming he's uh, the starter, obviously. Yeah, I, and I think that's going to be the case. Um, he was actually, you know, his season, you know, like he was with the. Orioles, who ended up losing 115 games and then uh, got traded to the Braves at the trade deadline. Um, he's been better with the Braves. Um, you know, he's his uh, he had a 4.43 ERA with the Orioles. He's 2.87 in 10 starts with the Braves. So, um, you know, he's 27. He was like one of the top, very top prospects in baseball. Dealt with some injuries uh, years ago. Um, he's been, you know. Uh, Sort of mainstay in the rotation the last like three four years, uh, maybe five years I guess. But there were you know different differing um, some issues early on in his career. But I think he he's not the like uh, high strikeout guy that um, he was sort of like on the way to becoming. He hasn't his strikeout now compared to like previous years. 
or as I guess maybe especially this year. So not sure what's going on there. But um, yeah, I think you know they still he's someone the Dodgers could you know still uh, you know score against. So we'll see. Um, nothing really stands out to me. I guess you you mentioned this when we were off air. He was actually drafted by the Dodgers in 2010 in the sixth round, but didn't sign. He, and then he he uh, two years later signed with or uh, drafted by the Orioles, but in the he was the fourth overall pick in uh, 2012 i'm just looking at some of his uh splits he actually this year has reverse splits uh, which is a little weird in that righties hit him better uh it seems like power is the big thing there um but uh yeah it's heavily favored that the dodgers were going to not only win the series but probably sweep so we'll see but if it does go beyond game three i will it'll be interesting to see if they they go with um, Sean Newcomb, or I guess um, maybe Julio Tehran is the other option there. Uh, he's also on the roster. Not really sure what they're going to do, but for now it's Kevin Gossman in game three, so that that's sort of what the Dodgers are going to focus on first. Sure, and yeah, I think there's so much... I, I'm, I, I knock on wood, I think, more frequently than you do, so um, if there is a game, I'm only not speaking of game four just because it seems pretty unclear as to what the Braves are doing. So if they do, if the Braves do, you know, work up some magic, this team did win a lot of games this year uh, to force a game five. We'll have uh, an episode for you then. Um, I'm not sure what we'll do or when we'll record if the Dodgers do win either game three or four. Probably we'll at the very least wait for the other NLDS to finish so we have uh, kind of recap this series and move on to the next but i know before we finish you wanted to talk real quick about kershaw's presser uh, at the end of the game yeah and you and first of all you, you have a lot of wood laying around if you, you have all this you have readily knockable guy, wood. Man. yeah uh so yeah it was funny so this this whole thing about switching uh kershaw from game one to game two you know it was a surprise just because we didn't think they would actually do that um but you know, everyone was sort of cagey about it, you know, before game one, before game two. Um, I think it was pretty clear that Kershaw was annoyed by it, but like not, he was very professional about it. But he said, um, you know, the Dodgers, uh, this was before his, uh, before game one, or actually, when he said this, but he said that he had a conference call with Roberts and Honeycutt uh, and they sort of told him the decision and he said uh, his, his words were um, they explained their reasons and I accepted it. <laughs> that was like just very like cold matter of fact, like I, I understand what's going on, uh, you know, but he didn't, you know, that was, that was about all he would say on that. And then, um, and then, so it got to switch to last night after the game. And of course, Chris, had the great game and he's sort of, uh, a little, little more uh, like jovial uh, in the in the postseason or uh, uh, post game press conference. But then, what struck me was at some point when uh, I forgot who asked it, but it was like, was there a little extra satisfaction in tonight's thing, given all this, what's going on this week? And he and he and Kershaw like had this sort of big grin uh, on his face, and he's like, yeah, a little bit, you know, like <laughs> it, was, it was pretty cool. And then, like, uh, and then what made the presser like sort of uh, shift into another gear was that Kershaw's two kids 
his wife and two kids were like came in the room and, and like his you could hear his son um like sort of sort of uh saying stuff from the back so that kind of like took away from the attention and so they just went up with kershaw and it was they were like adorable as hell and it was really funny um and then at some point andy mccullough of the times uh, <laughs> when kershaw's holding both of his kids and he goes can you ask charlie and kelly uh if they thought you should have pitched the ninth inning. <laughs> and that was funny. And then his daughter, Callie, goes, no. <laughs> and then Curse uh, was like, see, she knew. You know, like it was, it was like a really funny moment. Like you don't get that a lot in these, you know, there's sometimes they're kind of tense, but it was, it was pretty funny, like given the, the context and all that. So, you know, um, it'll be interesting to see because the, the, you know, if they're able to sweep or even if they're able to win in four games um, and say Rich Hill's going in game four, um, then the Dodgers do get to like set their rotation how they want. You have the time to do that. And I think it's just going to probably be the same order. I would imagine, um, you know, maybe uh, I guess it'll be interesting because you do have options there. Like um, if you, if you, if you really think Ryu is better at home and they're playing the Brewers, do you hold him to game three? And then that way you have Kershaw, Bueller, one and two. Uh, Bueller would be on um, regular rest in game two if he pitches. Um, actually, he'd be on regular rest in game one. He'd have an extra day in game two. But let's say they keep the order somewhat. and then they. But I don't know what they're going to do. But they, they have options. So it, it's always better to have the options. So we'll, like I said, we'll get to that when it gets to that. But uh, of course, they're sort of um, previewing the game five of a suddenly tight NLDS or previewing an NLCS against either the Rockies or the Brewers. Their options abound. But uh, that... That's the world of uh, when the Dodgers give you two shutouts and they, you know, they're in a good place right now. So uh, we will uh, talk to you next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Mm-hmm.